we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for July 15th, 2019. And uh, the next report is entitled, What's Coming Will Shake Us to the Core. This is from sgtreport.com. And uh, looks like he's interviewing somebody called David Dubine, a financial expert. And I normally don't put out a lot of stuff on finances, but, you know, it is one aspect of of our lives that I feel as though, you know, we need to have heads up and warnings about. So I wanted to go ahead and play this, this clip here from this recent, which really validates a lot of the things I've said in the past about eventually what we will see in America um, regarding, you know, the dollar and things of this nature. So I'm going to go ahead and roll this now. Food every day, the economy was intact into something where we're going to grow only 30% of what we grow now in 2028. You got to understand. So they're projecting we're only going to grow 30% of what we grow now in 2028. Well, that's why are they project? Well, they're flooding the Midwest and they're probably going to trigger the Oroville Dam and they're most likely going to do everything they can do to decimate our farmlands which will make us further dependent upon big brother and that that's what they're projecting just like the deagle statistics are predicting you know like this 70 percent reduction in american population <coughs> excuse me by the by uh, 2025 so it's a very similar dynamic if we had 100 tons now we're only going to be able to grow 30 tons by 2028. This is a massive amount of food crop losses we're going to be seeing across the planet. And every year from this point forward, it's going to get worse and heavier losses and more expensive food prices. See, this is what I, I didn't even have this in my mind as a concept. Just like the, the, the projections for the population, their, their, their projections are just beyond devastating for the food production. So understand like right now at the time of this recording we're probably never going to see food prices lower than they are right now unless god intervenes and you know stops them from doing all of this flooding and all of these other stuff they're doing with geoengineering and geo warfare to you know create all this cat havoc and chaos where they're you know driving the farmers out of business and ruining the farmland or making it you know where they can't farm it for years and in the meantime they have to give up the farms so big brother comes in and this is something that's very important to understand as a concept now how would you control that it's a lot to take in isn't it you know because we try so hard to see our cup is half full here and we all know we've known for a very long time that we have our backs up against the wall because the elite families that control this planet are not benevolent dictators, they're malevolent dictators. We don't want dictators at all. We just want our Bill of Rights, our sovereignty. We want to be left alone to run our own lives, grow our own food, raise our own kids, chemical-free, right? vaccine damage-free, and these people will have nothing of it. Richard Pan over there in uh, California, introduces SB 277, mandatory injections, mandatory vaccines for kids. Parents can't say no. State-sponsored needle? I can think of nothing more totalitarian and authoritarian than what we've seen occur 
just in the past few years, David. And now you're sharing all of this information with us, which really ought to make us a bit frightened of what's coming down the pike. But this isn't fear mongering. Well, I guess we'll leave it there. Is this fear mongering or is this hardcore data that people need to grapple with? And if they don't, they choose not to at their own peril. Well, no, it's not. I'm just pointing out that these cycles recur and they're mappable. And we know another one's here now. We know what's happened in the hit in the past. We know what societal changes to expect. And if you're more prepared, that's going to be better for not only myself because you're more prepared, but just for us in general. Because let's say there's two people prepared compared to 20 million people that know what's going on and start to transition to get these skill sets where you're going to need to grow your own food. That is going to be a basic necessity as much as you knowing how to press that button to turn your electricity on your computer to operate email as we have in this modern day paradigm. Growing your own food is going to break down to that level of understanding of necessity. Everybody's going to do it. Everybody's going to have to know how to do it. I'm not trying to fear at anything. I'm saying Please wake up. Here's what I don't get, though. If we're going to be overrun and and there's going to be all these food shortages, if you're growing your own food, how are you going to protect that garden? You're going to be a target. And I, I don't know if he goes on to say about growing food inside, you know, that, that might be an alternative. And, yeah, I, that would be a good idea if you could do that. But how practical is that for the average family? Now, I know that there are ways it can be done. But if you can do it, sure, I would highly advise it. But I would also say um, if we got hit with something and you didn't have any food, any storable food, well, unless God provides some other way, you're going to kind of be out of luck. And that's not the time to learn to be Mr. Green Jeans, the farmer, and I'm going to grow my own food. It's, you're going to get pretty hungry in that time it takes the food to come out of the ground. And if you don't have any experience doing it, I, I personally, I'm horrible at it. I mean, I have plants and I can barely keep those things alive. It seems like whenever I grow like cat grass for our cat and, and, uh, uh, which is really, really healthy for, for, um, cats. And, you know, I just, I haven't had that great a result growing stuff and my life's so complicated. I can't take a lot of time to devote to that. And probably a lot of other people are in that boat as well. So, um, I would, I would highly advise having the storable foods on hand. And I've mentioned that recently in a lot of different broadcasts. And then, yes, if you can, um, set up some type of hydroponic system that you can do indoors, but the thing is, you're going to have to be able to power that. Now I understand maybe you're out in the country and maybe you have a means of, of growing a garden and you're not, you're not in any kind of zone where you're going to be maybe overrun or whatever, great go for it and i'm not saying don't do it it's just there are logistical things to think about regarding the scenarios that we may be facing and i don't want to just he's just basically saying just need to grow your own okay well we'll hold on what about this contingency what about this happening i would rather you know not have all your eggs in one basket on that one do all your own research i want you to try to disprove me and that was another reason we wrote that was try to disprove what we say we left you all the links we left you all the basic information we left you a million billion breadcrumbs in there try to disprove it we want you to do the research because that way you can start to come at it and go wow i never heard about this wow you might have found a different site that we're not referencing in there it's about you doing your own research to see 
You know, why is there so much control being put over us at this point? Why was that police state unveiled in 9-11? Now the, the, the light bulb goes on in my head and says, it was never about terrorism. It was about the point we're reaching right now when they're going to need to control masses and masses in the entire civilization because everybody's going to be rioting over food in the cities and really trying to – it's going to change drastically the, just the availability of food or not. And when the first 10 percent of our bottom of our, any population, doesn't matter what country you are, XYZ country, when the bottom 10 percent get priced out of the market, even if they have government assistance, if they cannot eat, they're going to the streets. It's quickly going to be followed by a fair few people who just support it. But if the food prices rise yet again, that's going to add another 5 6% on top of that. And if you have even 15% of your country out there in food riots daily, you're going to need a police state to control it. Now, how do you unveil a police state without spooking everybody, without having people ask a lot of questions and say, well, why are there more cameras? Why are there militarized police? Why, are there, why is all this happening? Well, 9-11 makes perfect sense. See, nobody's questioned it until now, but I really firmly believe it has something to do with the future that we have entered and we are entering, getting deeper into from this point forward. If the food prices rise by the end of the year and double and just in corn, think about all the everything you get from a store that uses any kind of corn starch, corn syrup, corn preservative, anything inside that has been manufactured from corn is going to... Which you really should be trying to avoid because it's GMO corn which is something that's not fit for human consumption. And corn is one of, if, if you're trying to lose weight, it's one of the worst things you can put in your body. I can't, I can't even get near corn at this point. I mean, my, my Johnson genetics have caught up to me and I've got to be super careful about what I eat now. And I think a lot of it is, is just not even genetic factors. I think a lot of it is that... <clears throat> All of the garbage they're doing to the food supply is trying to fatten us all, all up on purpose, by design. So I have to be extremely vigilant, vigilant regarding that that matter. Some people can, you know, still get away. But the thing is, is even if you have got um, a blowtorch metabolism and you can, it doesn't affect your weight. You're still putting garbage in your body. You're still putting genetically modified things in your body, which you really want to try to stay away from in price and a lot of people eat junk food and people on food assistance man they buy the, a lot of things that aren't so healthy and are a little less priced those are going to be the first things that rise in price so when we get to this whole full loop here it makes sense why there's a police state it makes sense why there's so much control on social media they want to map you out whether you're going to be a threat whether you're going to help what your skill sets are and they're trying to map you out as an individual should we give you food in the future and i you see you think it's orwellian and conspiratorial I want to add one last point, and then I'll quit my rant here. In China, the social credit system. Right. Now, they're putting article after article in the Chinese media not to panic that there's enough food. Now, if you, they know your buying habits because you're already tracked through, you know, the WeChat pay and, you know, everywhere across your credit card usage yep. and social media and everything. They know everywhere you go, where you live. Right. If you, they know how much we, food. We just covered that in the last study. Daily, you have an average food consumption purchase habit fingerprint, if you will. 
If you purchase double or more, and if you buy too much food, they knock down your social credit score now because they know people are starting to hoard, or not hoard, but get prepared and oh, buy wow. more food. Maybe they go in and buy 10 cans of something where they'd normally buy two. Well, you just suddenly bought 10 cans, not two. Now we're going to knock your social credit score. Okay, now this is a very good reason to pay in cash and don't use a supermarket. If you're, I mean, if, here's a way around it. Okay, I'm just going to tell you a way around it. If you go into a, a into a grocery store and, the, and you want to get one of their little cards or whatever, just... And I know, the, so, well, that's lying. Well, why do you have to give them all your personal information? Is the whole, Why do they have rights to that? Why can't you give them, like, you know, an old address or something? Or use whatever. I mean, I'm just saying... I. When, when, when the spies, you know, when, when they went to Jericho and Rahab the harlot didn't rat out the, the, um, the Israeli spies and this type of stuff, was that, she was lying, okay? She was lying to them. Well, that's how I view Big Brother government. They're just doing all of this so that they can compile databases. Make yourself as small of a target as possible is the point I'm trying to make. They shouldn't, they should have, know the least about your spending habits. Don't pay for stuff in cash whenever possible. I mean, just try to create, you know, the, the smallest target you can. You're, it's one way you can fight the devil and make their job a whole lot harder. You know, the first rule of privacy in the privacy books I've read is never give out your home address. And if you've gotten stuff delivered to your home address, move. Now, I understand that's not practical for a lot of people, but... You know, if they know right where you live and you've made that abundantly clear and you're a big, red, fat, juicy target, well, you know, I'm just saying. You read the book How to Be Invisible by J.J. Luna. He's got an updated book now. <coughs> and, you know, it's not illegal what he's saying to do in there. It's not illegal. He's, he's real um, quick to point that out. But it's just good sense regarding you know wise as a serpent harmless as a dove type of thing why does big brother have the right to know every aspect of your life and your spending habits is the whole point i'm trying to make here what gave them that right they don't have that right so i fight against it whenever i can that's the whole point i'm trying to make here now so all this tracking now makes sense police state makes sense they're getting ready for the food shortages. They're here now. It's gonna get, it's gonna exacerbate as we move forward. And the, what we just saw in the United States, if they don't get these fields refurbished next year, it's gonna drop down again in production because some of these weather patterns and jet streams that are locking into place as our magnetosphere is weakening, the cloud cells are moving into different formations, different areas on the planet. We've got an enormous amount of volcanic eruptions ejecting ash up 85, 90,000 feet. There were three of those just last week. Now, this is all adding into cooling, cloud formation, more rain, and these jet streams are locking these weather patterns into new areas on the planet. So, we're But I don't even think he's going to talk about all the weather manipulation that I've talked about over and over that the government's openly admitted to. Project Popeye, Vietnam, flooding the Ho Chi Minh Trail. I mean, you know, it's not up for debate. It's a historical fact how they can create earthquakes, abate hurricanes, you know, create hurricanes create rain, create droughts, whatever they want to do. 
So all that's being done by design on purpose. Yes, I'm not saying the factors he mentioned aren't contributory, but how many of those factors are as a result of geoengineering? And then the chemtrailing, and then the next rad Doppler ultrasound radars, and then then NASA, NASA blast wave accelerators. All of these things are being used to, you know, create these flooding and environments where, you know, they're going to have this excuse to take away all of our rights eventually. It's getting wetter. It's forecast for this <clears throat> pattern to lock straight over our grow zones again next year and flood again, incredibly, during these same seasons. So if we see it again next year, I tell you what, we're going to go into a global famine by 2023. 2028, I don't even know if we're going to get there. That's when Valentina Zarkova and her research said we'll only be growing 30% of the food we grow today. And she called on all governments across the planet to start stockpiling food for the citizens by because and do you see they're doing this all by design on purpose from all of the all of the the geo warfare I just talked about? Nothing he's mentioning. I don't know. I guess he hasn't got the memo. And they're doing it by design on purpose to create this environment where we're not going to have any food, and they're going to have all of these excuses to take away every bit of our liberty. And they're they're predicting this by 2028. And what it does then, and it gives somebody like uh, crazy demon possessed Ocasio Cortez. And the environmentalists and the you know Al Gore types, well, we've gotta we've gotta take away all your rights. We need carbon credit taxes, which is just basically buying your paying off Satan in order so you can breathe air and, and to, to pay your, your reparations to Satan for grieving Mother Gaia is what it really boils down to, taking all of your income. It gives them all of these excuses to take away our rights, and they're creating every bit of it. 2028 there's really there won't be enough to feed everybody so you can start to see and draw it all back back down the funnel to the beginning drip point which is the grand solar minimum and the global food reduction peak food yeah and uh i guess this brings us full circle you know you mentioned uh the meltdown of societies uh when food becomes in but what okay grand solar minimum i get it okay you don't have as much food growth there i get it I understand it's historical it's provable but what if we used all those same technologies to optimize the growing seasons, which we could do. We could create rain when it was needed. What if it was used in a righteous way? We'd probably have, even at a grand solar minimum, we would probably have, you know, food production off the scale. But they don't want that. It's all about scarcity, creating scarcity which gives them a right to implement whatever agenda they're trying to implement. Accessible, and we have real-world examples of that right now people can go and look at. Watch the videos on YouTube. They're quite horrifying. We see what's going on in Venezuela. Uh, guys, Argentina is facing 40% inflation this year, 40%. So as we see President Trump say, maybe we should start to embrace the devaluation of the U.S. dollar in a race <laughs> to the bottom between China wow. and everybody else. This is a slippery slope into the abyss because, again, it's a multifaceted pincher attack, right? The dollar. So Trump, this is from Tyler Durden. Trump says U.S. should join great currency manipulation game by devaluing the dollar. Uh, he's not a fan of a strong dollar, and um, and again, ultimately, when okay, so they devalue the dollar, and it's half of what it. Well, then that means you have half half your purchasing power you currently have. And that's going to translate into massive inflation. So that sounds like a great plan for Americans, you know. Just take away half your wealth by the 
devaluing of the dollar, which further works right into the hands of the New World Order because they want to have an ultra-slave class and an ultra-elite class. And if they can destroy the middle class by, okay, let's say, well, I've got all of my money in IRAs and stocks and bonds and these types of things and, and um, cash on hand and stuff like that. And then let's say they come back and, for argument's sake, devalue the dollar to 50%. Well, you just lost 50% of everything you've got in savings. So how do you like that? You, you like that? Is that fun? Well, that's what he's talking about doing. Now, I understand they're putting the money out of thin air and there's nothing backing it and it's a big fake game anyway. But this is why, how Trump is going to preside over the largest bankruptcy in U.S. history. You know, Trump says China and Europe playing big currency manipulation game and pumping money into their system in order to compete with USA. We should match or continue being dummies who sit back and politely watch as other countries continue to play their games as they have for many years what he's saying though is, is um they're they want he wants to devalue the dollar which is what they're doing that's if we don't do it we're dummies so this is good old trump you know helping us out again so that's that's basically that video there so i will go to the next report okay so the next report is dollar will be sliced in half which is just what we were talking about there uh bill holter and jim sinclair prepare yourself and prepare your family have extra food have a way to purify water make a plan where you can where you can go it alone <clears throat> now these are financial experts saying this so i've got various and different people saying kind of the same stuff uh this is from greg hunter usawatchdog.com near the beginning of this year invest legendary investor he's legendary i didn't realize that but Jim Sinclair and his business partner, Bill Holter, said the reset would start in June. Is the recent jump in gold prices confirming this? Sinclair says yes and predicts a two-tier reset in the next few years. The first will be devaluing the dollar, okay, which is what just Trump said he was going, what we need to do is devalue the dollar. Sinclair explains the reset has already started. <clears throat> the only thing holding up the dollar is its universal use as a contract settlement mechanism in russia and china and everywhere else and that simply is not happening anymore the 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 dollar is going lower in the first reset the dollar will get sliced in half that means the little guy will get sliced in half in terms of buying power which is kind of exactly what we were just talking about you need to look at gold not as a speculation but as a savings account well i would say gold and silver and i think silver is more practical from the standpoint you know if you got a one ounce gold coin it's kind of hard to buy a loaf of bread if you have a, a whole roll of junk dimes, you know, 1963 and before dimes, well, you can use that as a medium of exchange. They can't be counterfeited, and you're not and you're not going to pay a premium price or numismatic value because they're junk silver. They're used. They don't have any numismatic value, meaning they don't have like, oh, it's a nice, nice 1963 proof dime that's never been touched by human hands. It's nice and shiny. That's not going to gain you anything in a in a end time martial law grid down scenario where barter may be the only way you're going to get anything those types so you're wasting your money paying a premium for coins that have numismatic value is, is the point and i've said this for years and i've also said that if you get silver try to get it from a local dealer or a local person sometimes um sometimes pawn shops even but not all i, I don't like pawn shops really they're they're creepy and sketchy to me 
Um, but if you can find somebody at like a local flea market, a lot of times it's very good that has very low overhead that you can establish a personal rapport with, that you can buy the silver or the gold in cash and not create a paper trail. What I'm telling you is really good advice, guys. Don't create a paper trail if you can avoid it. Okay? Buy junk silver. Don't buy gold that, you know, is, oh, this coin's worth something more because of its numismatic value because it was a rare print minting of it. No, 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 no. It's not what you want to buy. You know, you want to buy junk silver, junk quarters, junk dimes, war nickels. War nickels are the only nickel that we ever made that has a certain portion of silver in it. We only made them a few years. I think it was World War II. But you can buy junk war nickels, um, junk half dollars, junk silver dollars, those types of, that's what I would focus in on because you're, you're maximizing buying power there. And shop around a little bit if you can and find out, you know, who who can, um, you know, cash transactions. I mean, if you go there and they're like, oh, I need to see your drivers. And no, 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 no. They don't need to see all that stuff. They don't need to have that. Why? So they can report you back to Big Brother so they know you've bought that silver, or that gold or whatever. Why? Do, what, is their, what is their right to know that? So I'm telling you, I'm giving you good advice. It's advice I give to myself, okay? And I haven't even been in a position to buy anything like this for years, okay? But um, I'm telling you, you know, I'm doing unto you as I would have done unto myself. Now, I think they might get into that a little bit here. Uh, but, because that subject has come up, uh, you know, many, many times in my course of me being in ministry. Uh, let's see here. You need to look at gold, not as a speculation, but as a savings account. As the dollar gets sliced in half, you basically double the value of your gold, if not more. I think much more. In the second reset, that will take gold to a price where it will balance the ability to pay global debt. See, the, the thing is, is normally there's been a 21, 20 to 1 ratio of silver to gold prices. Meaning, if gold was, you know, um, X amount of dollars, let's say gold was 2,000 an ounce, well then silver should be uh, was it 200 an ounce or maybe 100 100 okay an ounce a 20 to 1 ratio i believe is the traditional stand maybe i'm off on that a little bit but it's not anywhere near that it's, it's not even close and it should be because silver is actually in higher demand from an industrial standpoint far higher demand because it's used so much in industry than gold is so silver is being used up at a higher rate, but see, they manipulate the prices and they've done this for years. The, the, you know, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and the banking families have done this for years. So silver to me would be more poised, poised to make a, and right now it's like 15 an ounce. It would be more poised to make a big gigantic percentage wise leap than gold would be. I could be wrong, but I mean, you know. That 20 to 1 ratio thing is, I don't even know if it's 20, it might even be that much, but it's, it's not, it's nowhere near what it should be, put it that way. Um, going further here, the people, um, 
Okay, in the second reset, they will take gold to a price where it will balance the ability to pay global debt. That's the major major move coming forward. The people who are running, in other words, gold would really go through the roof. The people who are running this understand this as much as we do, and the system is going to go down. So why not create a false flag and kick the table over, which is, again, what we've been talking about a lot in recent years about the whole taking America down. And it's not going to be just, I believe, one false flag. It's probably going to be a multitude of different things, order out of chaos type of thing. So why not create a false flag, kick the table over, so you can point at that, the overturned table, and say our policies would have worked if it wasn't for whatever event they come up with. And again, I don't think it's going to be one event. It's going to be a multitude of things. Shock and awe, hit them with everything at once, maximum, you know, order out of chaos. Can they put this off until 2020 election? Holter says it might be the one last kick of the can down the road. But prepare yourself and prepare your family. Have extra food, a way to purify water, make a plan where you can go it alone for a couple of weeks. Come on, or a couple of months. Yeah, okay, a couple of months. Yeah, but I personally, I think you need a lot more than that. But what it, what is, and again, if God's not telling you to do this, don't. But I'm just telling you, a prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. The simple pass on and are punished. Consider the ant, you know, store up his food in summer so he's plenty in winter. That's a paraphrase. But but again, if God's not telling you to do that, I'm not telling you to. I'm just trying to be a watchman here and giving you good sound advice for what I see coming down the road. Uh, this is what is coming for all of us. Trump is going to preside over a bankruptcy. When he was elected, we predicted that he would preside over the bankruptcy of the United States. The math says it's guaranteed. Sinclair says he's a master at bankruptcy. Well, yeah, he's had those six bankruptcies where he had, had to pay off all the, the parents for the little children he molested. Three little boys and three little girls. And then there's, there's way more than that, but, you know, that's why he's had those. He's a master at bankruptcy. He's had so much experience in it. That's why they put him where they're at, among other things, and, and to placate the conservatives and make us think he's, you know, Mr. Sisboomba, rah, 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 patriot boy that's there to defend our rights when couldn't be anything further from the truth. She's giving us lip service. He is a master at bankruptcy. We've been warning people to be their own central banks and be able to take care of themselves for no less than 90 days. Be your own central banks. Well, I know I got I got 10,000 in cash. Under the, what if the 10,000 in cash, they slice that in half and then they slice it again and you've got Weimar Republic stuff going on where, you know, it takes a wheelbarrow full of cash to buy a loaf of bread. Well, the only thing that's going to be really worth anything is whatever you could barter or precious metals. Or maybe services you could provide. If you have a service you can provide. In that type of environment. Well, maybe I'm missing some other things. But I think you get my point. I'm going to play this clip here. And uh, we will see what they have to say. So a little bit of it's redundant. From what I just said. But they cover some other issues too. And what's Trump going to do when this thing finally hits the, hits the trash can? Bill, we'll start with you. What's Trump going to do? Simple. He's going to preside over a bankruptcy. And when he was elected, that's what, what we predicted he would do, is preside over the bankruptcy of the United States. He's a master of that. 
total master. What you do is also not terribly, it's not uh, at Einstein level. What you do is you, you maintain the item which is a producing asset and you uh, jubilee or otherwise get rid of uh, debt that, that has failed. And uh, I don't think they're going to give us a jubilee, meaning they're going to cancel out all of our debts. I could see that scenario if there was a fake alien ascended master invasion and they come in, let's say at the heels of World War Three, when everything's been devalued and everything's been whatever and everything's in ruins and everything's in shambles. And then they come in, oh, we're, we're your benevolent overlords and we actually created you. You're a little science project. It's called the ancient astronaut theory. And you know what? We're going to. We're going to cancel out all your debt and we're going to give you all these goodies just like they did in the miniseries V. You know, just do what we say and worship us as gods and acknowledge that we are your creators and, and we'll give you all this stuff. I could see it in that scenario and I've went over that scenario many, many times in my mega alien ancient or my mega alien disclosure studies that I've done. I could see it happening there, but I don't really see it benefiting Satan in any other way other than that scenario i could be wrong but from a satanic standpoint is how i'm always trying to look at this stuff what what game what what angle is he going to play what how is he going to try to use this to further his agenda you go through with uh machete taking everything down and out that doesn't produce sorry he's really garbled but i, I can't do anything about it produces and you declare yourself not done and you wouldn't, it's a, it's, you ask the question, how's it, what's it going to be in general life? And, you know, we've been warning people, not in the negative sense, in the very positive sense, to be their own central banks, be their own, be able to take care of themselves for no less than 90 days. And look, you know, we haven't exactly been wrong, um, if, in, if in any sense, look at the floods, and uh, all the natural disasters that people have been through, where if they had followed the things we've said, uh, life would have been a little less threatening than it was for them. Be nice to have food. Be nice to have a, a, a pack you can grab and run out the door and keep you going for it. Uh, it's not just financial. It's, all, it's also uh, what finance affects like distribution. There was always, there's always the goods nobody can buy. They just can't, the distribution is what's us. And uh, is Trump going to be able to pull this off before, I mean, do you think this happens before the 2020 election? Either way, I look at it, they clearly are trying to stretch this out. I mean, David Donald Trump is saying, we need to cut our currency. You know, everybody else would be been at war against us. He's been telling that the Fed is the enemy, which I, I have a hard time disagreeing with. Um, he's right about that. He's painting them in an awful night. Does he? Can he make this? Can he make this stretch out till after the 2020 election? That's his dreamscape. He wants to do this after the 2020 election. Is that right? Can he? Can he do it? Uh, Bill, uh, you're laughing, but can he do it? One last, one last giant kick in the can. You think That's he can? that will attempt? What difference does it make, Bill? We were, I agree. Well, you don't want people like AOC taking it over. We're at a dead end. If he was able to kick it into 2020, I'd personally be very happy because look at the alternatives, okay, with these people raising their hands. They're acting, though, like Trump is 
or he, uh, the one guy, Greg Hunter, who again is still drinking the Trump Kool Aid. He's acting like Trump has noble intentions and he's trying to do the right thing and he's trying to just buy us more time and all of this other. And he's he's on their team, guys. He's on their team. He's taking their orders. This is all happening by design by them. So whatever he does is what his handlers tell him to do. For the destruction of the country and the quality and loyalty and patriotism and magnificence of America. And every time they raise their hand in that silly show, that was a vote to destroy what uh, so many people uh, get, made the ultimate sacrifice for. Our, our new generation of kids uh, definitely is going to turn this place into a social state. And hey, he said our new generation. A new generation of kids is definitely going to turn America into a socialist state because, you know, you control the youth, like Hitler said, and eventually they grow up and then they take over. And that's what they're planning on. I have three kids. I sent them to college. I sent them to, I sent them to socialist education, re-education camps. One doesn't care too much about politics. The other yep. two, in the old days, would have been arrested for, for, for treason. Yeah, what happens if this happens before the 2020 election? Does Trump get elected? No. Or AOC. The case can be made. The case can be made for a civil war. Yeah. Well, we're not too far because off because the division is so black and white. And I'm not talking skin color. I'm just saying. And see, uh, here's the thing. So far, here's the thing. These guys. I don't think they're aware of all the stuff like I've been covering about the southern border and Mexico and Central America and the embedded Chinese and Russian troops and how they're bringing Ebola in and all these other diseases. And I, they're not even, they're just arriving at this um, conclusion that they're talking about, which is the same conclusion I've been talking about in a similar vein, just from a monetary standpoint. And they're still arriving at the same conclusion. If they were really fully vetted or educated about like the stuff we cover here on a week-to-week basis, it would only bolster what they're already saying is an inevitability. Left so far right, uh, the case for outright civil war does exist. Just go for a walk in New York City with a red hat on and says, make America great and watch what happens to you. Go for a walk in Austin, Texas with a cowboy hat on. Well, Austin, Texas is, is, uh, that is the most unusual anomaly that's ever occurred in the history of man. Texas. (laughs) What what he's in reference to with Austin, Texas is that it's a liberal bastion and and just, and it's in, you know, it's the capital of Texas. It's like, you know, and yet it's just millennial liberal policies and snowflakes and every wickedness you can imagine there. And so that's why he's saying it's an anomaly because Texas isn't known for that. I apologize. California is where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, in closing, um, what would you like to say in closing? Uh, Bill, we'll just start with you. What would you like to say in closing? Just make sure you're prepared, uh, because what is coming is mathematically guaranteed to come. Uh, 
And when I say prepared, yes, of course, you need to, if you have wealth, you need to get it out of the system. You need to own gold and silver. If you have anything in paper, just assume when this happens, it's gone or it's devalued at least 50%. I've been saying this for years. And if you have, God forbid, if you have precious metals in paper, you're not going to be able to get that. You only want precious metals that you can lay your hands on like you know you have it in your possession paper contracts are going to be worth nothing they don't have that's all leveraged out in garbage there when when people go to get all of their gold and silver and paper they're gonna oh we don't have it you know we we never had it at all we we're just it was just a it was this big scam or if, or if anybody does get it it's going to be a very very small percentage uh, but prepare yourself, prepare your family, uh, prepare physically, purchase extra food, have a way to, to, uh, purify water, make a plan, uh, where you can go it alone for a couple weeks or a couple months. It may be more than two months. It's hard to say, but make a plan where you're not going to rely on anyone for your survival and anyone includes but to think about if they're right about what they're predicting about food production by the year 2028, 30% of what we have now, that doesn't sound like anything's ever going to get better from this time forward. Now, maybe they're wrong. Maybe they are. But it's a point I have to at least bring up. Something to think about. Do as the Lord leads, though. Supply of water, the supply of electricity, uh you know, police for protection. So make a plan to, to be able to go it alone because that that's what's coming okay. for us all. And that's absolutely positive. There's nothing negative about what Bill said. And anybody who's been through a recent uh, Mother Nature uh, disaster knows that if they had positive, that would have been to have around, we call it guts, get out of the system. And, right. and we both and others get out of the system gats or goats or I don't know get out of the system I agree and I've been preaching that I think pretty much since I've been in ministry you know where and you know the Bible says a revelation wherefore come out from among her my people and be ye not partakers of her plagues and it's you know I guess the, the Babylonian system as much as you can come out of it I would highly advise doing it. I just see no, yes, is it going to be a hassle? Sure, sure. I'm not saying it's not going to be a hassle. But the Bible does say to do that. And I know I'm giving you sound biblical advice. The more you're locked into the Babylonian world system, the more you're dependent upon it. And the more your life is going to fall apart when this stuff starts to go down uh, because you're not going to have anything to fall back on. You're locked into that. So it'd be better if you start doing it now rather than later. And I think you too see the positive nature of that. We're not uh, spreading negative news. We only know what's taking place much better than others. And in no that, we're trying to get people to be safe. And that's the, we're trying to wake the world up. And you think it's already started? It has started, yes. Yes, sir, I know it's started. I don't think. I know. The reset has started. The first reset has started. Wow. wow. Okay, so we have that. Two high-level, long-time, 
legendary um, investors are telling you that. Next report. And again, this is just kind of like we're covering a lot of different uh, subjects here. Uh, We're sorry to report that the globalists have won another major battle in the U.S. House where 140 rhino, which means Republican in name only, Republicans, including Minority Leader McCarthy, just voted to help Democrats pass a bill that will give more green cards to India and China. So see, it's not enough for them to flood us at the southern border with thousands of illegal aliens every day. Okay, but see, Trump's going to do his little raids and that's going to happen. Yeah, but you know, when you're, you're taking in thousands upon thousands every day, what is the little pittance of what you're going to do with your ICE raid going to do? Well, it doesn't, it's not going to do anything, but... Um, it's a good photo op and it makes us think that Trump's still working on our behalf, even though he's doing everything to incentivize them coming here. But see, his base will feel warm and fuzzy and placated knowing that he did these raids, if that even happens. Yeah, all by design on purpose to make everybody go back to sleep again. Meanwhile, the Rhino Republicans, including Minority Leader McCarthy, just voted to help Democrats pass a bill to give more green cards to India and China. So just flood us with all these people from third world countries to make sure you dilute and just suck our resources dry. That's what it's all about. This marks APAC's second major legislative defeat in or Alipac in 2019. They're on the forefront of exposing Trump and his immigration lies. As it becomes more clear that illegal immigrants and illegal and legal immigration expansion supporters are doing better than ever on Trump's in Trump's first term. Yeah, they're accomplishing far more under Trump than they would ever under Hillary. I believe our opposition is celebrating today and their morale is high. Andrew Moriarty of Facebook's pro amnesty power group FWD.us said, quote, this is a very important bipartisan effort that we strongly support. If it passes, it will join the dream and promise act as two pieces of common sense, satanic common sense, he should say, but crucial immigration legislation passed by the house this year. We've got to have more people from all these third world countries flooding in. Legally, illegally, it doesn't matter. Let them flood in. Let, us suck us, let them suck us dry and, and collapse the system. The more the merrier. Let's get this show on the road is basically what they're saying. Now it's waiting only for a vote in the Senate. It appears that with President Trump now leading the deception movement on immigration issues and the conservative base is being divided between those who will who will and will not hold Trump accountable for his broken immigration promises. And there's a link to those if you want to refresh your memory on all of his broken immigration policies. So the globalists are in a strong position now to take it all. Yeah, I hate to say it, but it does look that way. All right, totally switching gears again, but we are talking about Trump here a little bit. Epstein sex scandal. Will the rich and the powerful be exposed or covered up? Now, this just came out this week. On True News, I've been forwarding them some of my information on Trump. They're not acknowledging that they're getting any of it, but it does seem that they're really, really coming out now and um, broaching the subject about Trump. They're one of the only ones doing it. Okay, so now for this segment here, you may want to, you don't want to have uh, children um, present for this. And um, it's a Christian organization presenting this information so it doesn't get too gory, but it's a little bit more than I would probably say, personally. 
Um, but Epstein sex scandal, will the rich and powerful be exposed or covered up now? They've already talked about Epstein for the first 56 minutes and not to say he, they're not talking about him now as well, but I believe this is where they segue more into the connection with Trump, which is easily verifiable. I've already done this in previous studies. It's not something that I'm making up. It's something that's out there, but just people won't cover it. The mainstream media won't even cover it. And yet they supposedly want to take Trump down so bad. They've got so much ammo to annihilate Trump if they so choose. But see, they got to keep the narrative going. They got to keep the right-left narrative going. In, in, you know. So they, there are certain things they won't, they won't cover because ultimately the New World Order wants Trump in office right now. He's doing a very good job. And this whole facade about them arguing back and forth is just that, a facade. So let's go ahead and roll this. You work for Mossad. And uh, I've, talked about, I've talked about Robert Maxwell for nearly 20 years. I used to, like, one of my favorite guests that I interviewed in, in all times of True News was uh, Gordon Thomas. A very renowned English uh, investigative and journalist. he wrote a book about Robert Maxwell. Yes. It, Gordon Thomas was the expert on, on Robert Maxwell as a spy for the Israeli Mossad. Well, Mossad, uh, Maxwell was murdered. Well, the official story, he's, he committed suicide. He jumped off his, his yacht. Okay, the yacht was Lady Gasoline. Jumped off his yacht. <laughs> yeah, you see a lot of millionaires jumping off their yachts to commit suicide. That's, that's common. I mean, he, you know, everybody's doing it. I mean, obviously, it makes a lot of sense. Named for his, his daughter. Okay, so his daughter is working for Jeffrey Epstein. Yes, they're, they're very close. You already mentioned some of the names, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, Prince Andrew. Uh, she's actually pictured in a lot of the media that's come out about this special Lolita Express and, and the Orgy Island. Mm -hmm. She is reportedly the madam, yes. the, the one that helped uh, basically train the girls, mm -hmm. organize girls. She was the manager that assisted uh, Jeffrey Epstein. And she appears in many pictures with Jeffrey Epstein and Trump together at parties, soirees, where they're all together and, and you know they've got their whole molesting you know, little girls, and in Trump's case, it appears little boys as well. I don't know about Epstein on that one. But, um, yeah. yeah, she's right out there. And connect, connected to the Mossad, uh, which what they're doing with Jeffrey Epstein, the reason he's been put in this position, from what, we're, from what is pretty obvious, is that he is a Mossad agent. And what his assignment is, is to go out and get as much dirt on particularly American politicians or maybe future American politicians or people in high positions of power as possible so that they can be blackmailed at a further date by the synagogue of Satan, the Israeli state, the Mossad, because uh, they never know when they want to play that card. And it's always good to have a whole bunch of blackmail on your, en on your enemies or people that you could potentially use in the future. And that's what this is all about with Epstein. That's why he's recorded everything. Yes, is he a sick pig maggot? Sure, he is. Does he like what he's doing, molesting? All? Yeah, I'm sure he does. That's a fringe benefit, though. That's not his primary reason that he's been put in this position and given all of these millions upon millions of dollars that he's done nothing to earn. That was basically given to him. He's been put in these positions by design, on purpose, by the synagogue of Satan to get dirt and blackmail videos and all. And you can't even imagine how many blackmail videos they probably got on Trump. So that's his function. It's always been. During these years, and is reportedly still with him. 
has been seen, uh, for example, flying with Jeffrey Epstein as he's continued his travels across the world. Because so if he had an executive manager managing all these girls, then that this thing was, uh, it was international, and we're seeing this now, that he was providing girls in Europe, in South America. He was recruiting girls in Europe and yes. South America. Uh, and so it was an international operation. It needed an executive manager to run it, to keep it going. Obviously, all right, the guy is not Superman. He, he could not have sex with that many girls every hour of every day. I mean, that's... There are limits. There are limits, so okay. There's limits. Activity. So he was running an operation for other people, getting, providing girls for other men. This is what Mossad does. They're called honeypots. That's most likely what Monica Lewinsky was with Clinton, okay? And they're called honeypots. And Mossad, the synagogue of Satan-inspired Mossad, is famous, famous for doing this. And they got your blackmail tape, or several of them, and they're like, "Well, you don't do what we tell you to do. This is gonna, this is gonna, we're gonna leak this tape out, and you're gonna be ruined." So they've got all of this, these ways they strong arm and compel people to do their bidding, and that takes us to another level in this because um, you got Maxwell, Robert Maxwell, you got his daughter. Um, you have Alan Dershowitz, uh, his lawyer, uh, Lefowitz. Um, you got Robert Maxwell, who was a Mossad spy. All right, so where am I going with this? Well, it looks to appear here, if there is an Mossad connection, it would be that it's a Mossad honeypot. You got it. Especially, that there were reports as early on as this investigation was heating up in early 2007 to 2009, that uh, Jeffrey Epstein was recording every single act, both on the airplane and on his little island. Of course he was, because you needed to be recorded for the blackmail. So yes. everywhere he's at, airplane, orgy island, the, well, the airplane, the jet, the Lolita Express, I'm sure his, his, the one in his uh, mansion in New York City, and probably every other place in between. That was his job. That's how he makes his money. And all this other stuff with his, with all of his perverted sex, that's just fringe benefits for being, uh, you know, a good little devil and doing what he's told to do. And who would be blackmailing these powerful, rich, influential men? It would be the Israeli Mossad. Uh, a intelligence organization that wants to leverage international pressure against governments for its own personal gain. So you wonder, how did the Israeli lobby take control of American foreign policy. How do they own the Congress? How do they own the White House? How mm -hmm. do they own the Pentagon, yep. the State Department? Blackmail. They first got ownership of evidence of the sins of our most powerful and elite. That's right. And they own Donald Trump just from, the from all the bankruptcies they've bailed him out on. And again, the reason he had to have the bankruptcies, and this is why he doesn't want his tax records released, that's why he's fighting it so hard, is because most likely that would reveal these payoffs that we went over in the last study. The six different payoffs, and there may be may, way more that Wayne Matson, who wrote the report, wasn't aware of, but he gave the name of the little boy, the when it happened, in, in you know, the amount that was paid out. He doesn't want that coming out. So they've probably got more on Trump, and he probably owes them more than anybody on planet Earth. 
to the synagogue of Satan. Because the Rothschilds, which is the highest level Jewish banking family on earth, is the one that bailed them out of those bankruptcies. And this has been going back decades. So, you know, there's no way just Trump gets into office and he becomes a good guy. I was hoping for that, but there's no way. Even if he wanted to, they would have killed him a long time ago or discredited him if he wasn't doing a good job. Or they would have released these tapes or whatever. But they haven't done that. So what does that tell you? That tells you he's doing a good job. Sandra Levy, or Ch Chandra Levy, uh, was uh, an administrative aide uh, to uh, Congressman Gary Condit, mm -hmm. who was on the House Intelligence Committee. Some of you will remember uh, Chandra Levy disappeared. That was a huge scandal for many, uh, you know, I, I went on for, I, I can't remember how long her body was missing. They finally found her corpse in a park. But uh, Gary Condit was a member of the House Intelligence Committee. Chandra Levy was a Jewish, young Jewish woman. There was always this uh, insinuation that perhaps, perhaps she worked for the Israeli Mossad. Then with Bill Clinton, you have Monica, Monica Lewinsky. Okay, then there was this story that Israel had um, provided parts, uh, technology in the new phone system, that Israel was listening to all of the Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton phone sex calls, that it was being recorded by the Israelis. Hey, what do we have here? We have the Israelis blackmailing influential, powerful Americans to make sure that Israel's interests are taken care of. Now, that's my conclusion, and that's why I do not think the truth will come out. I think your uh, skepticism here is, is validated by the fact that you'd think this would be a simple open-and-shut case. Uh, the man uh, clearly uh, was uh, involved in hundreds, if not thousands, of incidents with uh, younger women. He pled guilty to uh, two counts in, in uh, you know, going back into 2009. Uh, in this case, Rick, the, the stories from the girls, they all line up. There's women willing to testify. There is actual federal investigations, indictments on two different occasions. Now the second time here. Yet, we still don't have anyone in prison. Yet, we still don't know any of the names, the official names of anyone involved. This already smells like a cover-up. And, and today, prosecutors were asked... Where, where are all the high-level, high-level pedophiles? I, you, we hear a lot about the pedophile bus, but if that's true, it's low-level stuff. Where are the high-level guys in prison? That's what I want, because I haven't seen it. I haven't seen that happen yet. All the low-level ones are more expendable, if that's happening, which was one of the main reasons I stuck with Trump for so long. Okay, but... The high-level guys, as far as I'm seeing, are, are all still being protected, and none of them have went down, as far as I know. The judge, do not release him on bail. That's he right. Will, he will run. Run where? Oh, to the Israel. Israel. No, go to Israel. Go to Israel. Powerful Jewish pedophiles get immunity in Israel. They hide in Israel. Epstein. And that's the case, actually, for a lot of billionaires. Epstein is is dual citizen with Israel. He's a synagogue of Satan. He's a Mossad agent. And that, if they give him bail, which he'll easily make, because, you know, he's got the resources of, you know, the synagogue of Satan behind him, he will run to Israel and we will probably never see him again. 
Eastern Europe. Uh, actually, a lot of the uh, Jewish billionaires, for example, that uh, uh, were in Russia prior to uh, President uh, Putin's rise and expulsion, basically, of some fraud and corruption charges, they fled, gained Israeli citizenship, and stayed in Israel for much of their tenure. The past and, and speaking, or right, while we're on the subject of Israel, the Jeffrey Epstein scandal is actually in, has been brought up in the Israeli political debates because former Prime Minister Ehud Barak is back in the political race against Netanyahu. He's formed a, a new party called the Israel Democrat Party. And then over the weekend, when this story broke in America, Benjamin Netanyahu put a jab into Ehud Barak and reminded the Jewish voters of Israel that Barack was a friend of Jeffrey Epstein and got money from him. Yes, and that actually came through a man by the name of Leslie Wexner. Now, Wexler, Wexner, Wexner. And they had a foundation that essentially money came from Epstein to Wexner, and now then was put into the campaign funds for Ehud Barak. Uh, what's interesting is Mr. Wexler is named in that 2002 article that we mentioned previously where President Trump said mm -hmm. that uh, Jeffrey Epstein was a terrific guy. Um, this uh, article actually named the, one of the, uh, let's say, the, the reasons, uh, the methods of, of Jeffrey Epstein's rise to power and prominence was directly through the mentorship of Leslie Wexler. Now, he's the founder and chairman of the Columbus, Ohio-based limited chain uh, of women's clothing, uh, specifically actually as a tie to uh, uh, companies like um, uh, Abercrombie & Fitch, uh, uh, bed, uh, Bathroom & Beyond. Uh, these are major companies in the United States that have brought Mr. Wexler into the status of becoming a billionaire. But this reportedly was the route uh, early in the 80s that Mr. Epstein took to gain his uh, you know, very, uh, some have said billions of dollars of wealth. This was actually asked in uh, today's uh, uh, court proceedings, and the, the AUSA for the government, uh, the representative for the government's prosecution team, would not even confirm uh, Mr. Epstein's wealth. Reportedly right now, he has about $77 million of assets. But, Rick, the question of Mr. Epstein's wealth is as, uh, let's say, convoluted as much of the details in this investigation over the past 20 years. All right, so... Um it's being brought up in Israel, so there is an Israel connection. Netanyahu brought it up. Yes. So don't, don't, the Christian Zionists, don't, this don't, is, this is from don't the try Prime to Minister. burn me on this. Benjamin Netanyahu is talking about Jeffrey Epstein being connected to Ehud Barak. So there is a connection there. But I think if, if Epstein gets bail, he's flying to Israel. He's going to go to Tel Aviv. He's going to be granted immunity. All right, he'll, he'll, be give, I mean, he'll be given asylum, and he will hide in Israel. There's one more story I want to talk about before we end this report. And we brought this out um, 2016? Yes, 2016, right before the spirit cooking scandal from WikiLeaks. Yes. So in the fall of 2016, True News revealed this. It, it didn't get any publicity. It was like so many things that we reveal... You know, obviously the media just covered it up. And um, it didn't get a lot of traction on social media, but we're going to put it back out again since Jeffrey Epstein is in the news again. So True News acquired exclusive video of Jeffrey Epstein's uh, Caribbean mansion. And we acquired this video in 2016. And we released it, but True News was not video back then. 
It was still a radio we a podcast. Still, we were still an audio podcast, but we, we did put it on our website and put it on social media. So we're going to show you the video that we acquired in 2016. And to my knowledge, I, I have never seen any other source have uh, video of Epstein's mansion. It's, it's actually in uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands. Yes, that's great. Uh, Saint, uh, little St. James Island will be number 26 for control. Uh, Rick, the, little St. James. Little St. James. That's actually how I found it. It's not named. The footage hey, itself right, is not sorry. named. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Epstein's Island. But here it is right here. Right. Notice this is from a drone. That's his island. That's his island. Now, they're showing it on screen. Obviously, you can't see it. You're listening. But they um, <clears throat> they just came out with a guy like the other day went down there and flew a very, very high-quality drone. I mean, the footage is amazing. And now it's all over the Internet. So this is the footage they're showing here was maybe up to that point the best but then a guy just did it the other day where i mean he really went down to the temple the the the, the, the hats had the the roof blown off and they might have imploded the inside with because there was explosions heard on the island when a lot of the sex scandals broke out about epstein that was earlier probably trying to destroy evidence but um this is the island that he owns and um that's what they're in reference to right now Right, it's a privately owned island. As you notice in the right there, that's, that's a very weird structure. Now, what does that look? Does that look like a, a two-story right. hotel on the right there? And now he the, owns the whole island. He owns the whole island. Oh, look what at is this. this. So there is a very odd temple-like structure with uh, owl, golden owl uh, yeah. statues in the uh, left and right uh, corner. Now, what is, what is at the Bohemian Grove, okay, where all of the richest of the rich... The movers and the shakers and the former presidents and, and go meet once a year at, at um, the summer solstice, which is a high satanic Luciferian holiday. What is there? Well, it's like 30 or 40 foot stone owl, which is in association with, they say it's Moloch. It's not Moloch. It's Lilith. Okay, Lilith is the um, the seductress and, the, um, and has a lot to do with um, uh, seducing men succubus spirits but lilith is also one of the main deities of child sacrifice and it's a female type of entity a fallen angel that people worship and they've got these owls here which are in the bible owls are uh, uh considered unclean birds and they're they're not spoken of in any kind of positive light in the bible and the pagans will you'll see a lot of the pagans worshiping them and using them in their ceremonies. Um, so there's, you've got that on this temple structure. Now, those are not there now. This was 2016. Um, since then, a hurricane came through, blew off this golden temple and blew down the owls. And um, I'm not sure what else was destroyed, but it, other than the, than the temple structure, because I watched the new videos yesterday, other than the, the temple roof and the, the owls, it looks pretty much the same from this video from three years ago as to now. Oh, it's 2015. The entrance of, uh, of basically this, this building. This is on Jeffrey Epstein's island. Hey, folks, this is worth the price of admission to seeing True News today. I'm telling you, we've been here for one hour and seven minutes. If you stayed with us the whole time, this was worth it right here. I want to play that video again. 
True News is the only organization that I know of that has this video of Jeffrey Epstein's mansion. We want you to look at the... It's not now, though. There's much more in detail video now. Um, but it just came out, I will say, in all fairness, in, in their defense, in the last uh, three or four days. Religious temple on the right side of the island. Mm -hmm. It is a temple. It's a shrine. It has owls on top of it. What was he doing in the temple? What kind of religious events were taking place there? I suspect that they were child sacrifices. Right. Yeah. Would anybody in the U.S. government dare have the backbone to go there and find out if, animal, if children were being sacrificed? But let me, do you know about this? The, this was a January, January 5th. 2019, uh, the Clover Chronicle, on Friday evening, residents living in the Caribbean near Jeffrey Epstein reported hearing an explosion and seeing a very large fire right. on the southwest corner of the island. Yes. Uh, it might have simply been a faulty transformer or perhaps something sinister, such as the destruction of evidence. Right in relation to Epstein's legal troubles. Do you think he blew up the shrine? Well, it, it could. well he didn't. He might have imploded what was underneath. The, the, they theorize that there's an elevator shaft and there's all of this footage that has been um, snuck out of cameras that appear that could appear that there was, there's an underground facility there that they have where they actually, you know, take these children a lot of footage you've probably seen it if you've done any kind of research online about it but um that's they didn't they didn't explode though the temple although the roof's been blown off and the all owls aren't there anymore the temple is still intact but what's underneath it may be gone or maybe imploded be very similar to what the the clinton's mysterious fire in their upstate house in new york remember that uh, they, they reported that last year yes. in regard to this rick uh, Reports are that this island hasn't uh, been uh, been trafficked much by either Epstein or his staff. It's closed off. This report, I, I wasn't able to second source this, but the allegation is interesting because I, I, I did develop in 2016 a source. I actually had a listener who lives in the U.S. Virgin Islands who gave me a little information, a little background about this island. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein hires people from uh, the main island to do uh, laundry services, mm -hmm. cleaning, has private security actually on the island. He wasn't able to, to confirm this fire to me, but uh, from all accounts, Jeffrey Epstein still owns this island. There was a raid by the uh, U.S. Uh, uh, marshals uh, to take uh, reportedly uh, evidence that was on the island, but also maybe even the videotapes, uh, the archive of blackmail, as we've talked about here. But in regards to this fire, no one knows. And how would they know? Because this fact was not brought up in today's indictment, has not been brought up to the public, Yet this is the location that Bill Clinton, a former president of the United States, visited 26 times. Edward, this goes to the heart. And there's a high likelihood that Trump went there too. He was on the flight log manifesto. There's just no eyewitnesses that have come forward at this point that saw Trump there yet. Okay, or if they, if they are, I mean, from what we reported last week, you know, these girls are so intimidated, so badgered, their lives are threatened, their, their families are threatened, that they'll withdraw things or they don't come out. But the dam is breaking on Trump. 
of the satanic, Luciferian, devil-worshipping cult. Yes, the one that just seems to keep revolving around the Clintons and the other elite at yes. the top echelons of our government. Absolutely. This would blow the lid off of this thing. And uh, the, the church, the body of Christ, we need to be praying, interceding, that the truth will come out, that this thing would be exposed, and um, that once and for all, the whole world would see the wickedness of the people that have taken control of the United States of America. Because it's not the American people. This thing right. is demonic. It's wicked. Rick, lives are at risk. Not just children. Lives, but children's lives yes. are at risk. Because the FBI investigation just happens to name a lot of the individuals. They did the, the legwork for anybody who was able to get their hands on the unredacted version of this. What about the thousands of, of photographs of nude children that were seized today or yesterday? Seized on uh, Saturday and Saturday? actually Sunday. The, a was that? Served. that was in New York City. It was uh, Jeffrey Epstein's Manhattan mansion. It, one, it shows that Jeffrey Epstein did not know this, uh, this basically, uh, the raid was coming or the arrest. In his apartment, in a vault, Jeffrey Epstein had up to thousands, they said a treasure trove of pornographic images, nude images of girls dating out to maybe 14 years old. They know this because the pictures themselves and even the videos recovered from his little vault had names next to them. Uh, the uh, actual, the, the Southern District of New York was able to get in touch with counsel, oh they have lawyers, thousands. thousands. Of they were to confirm names. that they actually spoke to one of the victims. In this case, a young child, age 14, that was pictured nude, kept in a vault by Jeffrey Epstein, used as, I don't know, collateral or entertainment for the past 10 years. We're dealing with Kabbalah, Masonic, Satanic, Luciferian, child sacrifice. And I'm telling you, it goes to the very heart and core of the evil, wicked uh, regime that's seeking to control the world. Whether, this, whether the truth comes out, I don't know. I'm praying that it does. But if it does, it blows to smithereens the whole satanic apparatus. I mean, it would take down thousands of people worldwide. Yes. Thousands of powerful, rich people would be taken down if this comes out. Because I'm convinced that what Epstein was running, two, two things. It, he was running, a, uh, he was running a, 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 a child sex trafficking operation for the purpose of blackmailing influential people. And then when they're done with the girls, I think a lot of them were taken to his, his uh, Caribbean island. And I think, that there were, I think that there were blood sacrifices taking place uh, spirit cooking. Uh, only God knows the, the extent of the wickedness that was taking place in that religious shrine. Does anybody in American law enforcement, do you have the guts, the backbone, the courage to go after the truth? Take your country back. Take your country's soul back. This thing's evil and wicked. It has to be exposed. It has to be brought down. All right, that's it for today. We've gone an hour and 15 minutes. By the way... Okay, so we we have that, and that's just a little bit of confirmation there. Uh, the next video they did... Eh, this is the last one they did. Lawsuit claimed Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein argued over taking teens' virginity. And I reported on this last week. 
but I didn't know these details. This is this is an actual. Um, they play an actual part of the interview of this girl that had to withdraw. She never withdrew the allegations, but she had to withdraw the lawsuit because of threat of her life and her family's life that she was getting from Trump and uh, other people that were acting as, you know, surrogates to threaten her type of thing. Now, I went over that last week, but this is more of the other, more more information on that. Okay, so the, with the information I'm getting ready to cover with this particular report, um... I'm going to go ahead and end part two here because I want to keep the next part, this part and the next part together. And you'll understand why when I get into, into that information. I don't want one to be on one part and one to be on another. It'll, splitting up is too crucial. So I'm going to end part two and we will go to part three next. God bless you.